revealed to us the mind of Christ at his hour. What you want is to learn. What you want is to know. Whatever you want is to receive from you. Press down, shaken together, running over. Pour it into our bosoms, Lord. Pour it into our hearts, Lord. Pour it into our minds, Lord. Pour it into our spirits, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We wait on you, O Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. All the blessings you've done, Father. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Father. Lord, we thank you. You're the God of divine multiplication. You're the God of divine multiplication. You're the God of divine multiplication. Hallelujah. You're the God of divine multiplication. Hallelujah. You're the God of divine multiplication. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Our God of divine multiplication, we praise you. We praise you, Father. 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 We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, fresh breath of God, breathe upon us at this hour. Breathe upon us at this hour. Breathe upon us at this hour. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that the Spirit of God immerse this word that you just gave into the oil of the Holy Spirit. Immerse it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And set it on fire. Holy fire. Holy Spirit fire. Immerse this word that you've just given, Lord, in the river of the Holy Spirit. Set it on fire, Father. Holy Spirit fire. Oh Lord, I pray, cause this fire to expand by a living breath on it. Breathe upon it, O oh Father, in the name of Jesus. That every word that, Father, that you will give at this hour, ignite the hearts of your people, Father. In the name of Jesus, let a mighty army arise, Father. A deeper cleansing may take place, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We commit ourselves into your hands. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, precious Lord. Have your way, O oh, precious Jesus. Have your way. O living water, have your way, O consuming fire, have your way, have your way. Thank you, Father. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name, take victory in Jesus' name. May the sledgehammer of the Lord descend upon your people right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus the every 
area that has hardness. Every area that has not been yielded to the Almighty God. Everywhere the spoil is not loose. It is so hard that the word is not able to penetrate. I pray may the sledgehammer of the Lord descend right now in Jesus' name. Shatter. Shatter the works of darkness. Shatter every rebellion. Shatter every unbelief. Shatter every ungratefulness. Shatter every opposition of the enemy. Shatter every defiance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that the top coat fall off in Jesus' name. That life may begin in the name of Jesus. Let the top coat of the seed fall away. And life begin. From this word that you're going to give, O Lord, at this hour. And I thank you for doing this. I ask you, Lord, that your word may be given to your people in an unhindered manner in the name of Jesus. And your word be received by your people in an unhindered manner in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that every pain, every instruction, every phone call, every confusion, whatever the enemy is trying to use to rob what God wants to give to people at this hour, be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I pray that you magnify Jesus. Do great and mighty things, O Lord. Thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. We are going to turn our Bibles to, just bear with me for one minute, and just going to turn our Bibles to the book of Ruth. I'm going to give you the chapter right now. Ruth chapter 2. And I'm going to give you the verse. I'm just opening my Bible now. Ruth. Mm. Is it? Glass. Black. Ruth. Thank you, Jesus. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Ruth chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 1. There was a relative of 
Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink. Excuse me. And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law, since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother, and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. I want to stop right here, as the Holy Spirit wants me to. We are going to go back to verse 1. We stopped at verse... Where do we stop? At 12. So we're going to go back to verse 1. And we're going to stop where the Holy Spirit wants us to. And dissect a couple of verses that God wants us to. Now Ruth was a Moabite woman. And she was not an Israelite woman. She was someone who was far away from the inheritance that God had for Israel. By choice, she became an Israelite woman. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. By choice. 
By choice, she became an Israelite woman. We all have choices to make. Every day, we choose life over death, or we choose death over life. Every day, we choose sin over Christ, or Christ over sin. Every day, we choose heaven over hell, or hell over heaven. May God help us to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts. Ruth was a Moabite woman. Though she was a Moabite woman, she made a choice to come under the wings of the living God. It's not about religion. It's not about race. It's not about color. It's not about ethnicity. It's not about a group of people, but it's about God's people. What is real and what is fake? What is true and what is false? It's important for us to know that we know the truth. We don't want to come to the end of our lives and think that, oh, I've been lied to my whole life. There are some people who say, I'll rather live a lie because I don't want to know the truth. That'll be foolishness because you're wasting your whole life. It's better to know the truth and to get out of living a lie than to living a lie because truth is hard to take. May God help us to forsake pain and choose joy. There are some people who want to be sick. There are some people who want to be sad. There are some people who want to be mad. There are some people who want to be the way they are, who don't want to get well. Now, some people who don't know about it, they can look at me and say, who want to be sick? Well, I've dealt with a lot of people who want to be sick. They want to be sick because they want to get the disability check. I've seen people like that because I know when we pray, God can completely reverse that. You know what they've told me? Oh, no, no, no. I need this check. So they'll rather keep their sickness in order to get that little money that the devil has offered to keep them bound. It is important to want to be well. There are some people who want to be mad. Even when God wants to come and heal them and completely take away the pain and take away the grief and take away the sorrow. No, no, no. I want to keep on thinking about what he did to me, what she did to me. I don't want to let go because I want to be mad because they did to me. What are they doing? They're putting themselves in a, in a cage, like a bird cage. When you can freely fly outside, you put yourself, you put yourself in a cage. Nobody has to put you in. You put yourself in a cage and you say that I'm going to be angry. So that cage is called anger. You put yourself in a cage called bitterness. You cage yourself. And then there are people who say that, hmm, I just restrict myself. I want to stay here. You know, there are, there are places that we know in certain parts of India where the government will come and give them money to get them out of the slum areas. But there are some people who will not want to move at all. It'll be so bad or broken down and everything. They will not want to move. That's so demonic because you can move to a better place. 
No, 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 I want to stay here. Resistance to change. This is going to make your life better. There's some people who don't want that. That's a demonic thing. Whether you have a tiny house and tiny place and they will not want to get out of there, even though they want to, but at the same time they will not want to. There's a demonic hold that will keep them there. That's why Jesus, before he came and healed people, he will ask them, what do you want me to do? Or he will say, do you want to be well? Because you don't want to heal someone who don't want to be well and they get mad. It doesn't work that way. Because our will is involved. If I want to be well, then I need to go to God and say, Lord, help me, I want to be well. So everybody has a choice. We have a choice whether to stay sick or whether to get better. We have a choice whether to be happy or whether to be sad. We have a choice whether to live in poverty or move out of that, break that curse. We have a choice. Ruth over here we see, she was a Moabite woman. She had a choice. She had a choice to stay in Moab. She had a choice to leave Moab. With the choice in front of her, she decided to leave everything she knew. Her birthplace. The way she was raised. Everything. She said, I'm going to leave. And I'm going to go to Israel. I'm a foreigner. But I'm going to go to Israel. And I'm going to live there. The people there, I don't know. But I know one thing. That the God that these Israelites are worshipping, He's the true God, living God. And the God that Naomi is worshipping, she is the, He is the true God, He is the living God. She made a choice. She said, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave everything behind. Everything that I know. Everything that I'm used to. Everything that gives me comfort here. It's my comfort zone. I'm going to forsake that. And I'm going to go. Not knowing what is going to happen there. She had such faith in the God of Israel. Such faith in Naomi. She left everything and she went. Naomi had nothing to offer her. Naomi told her, you know, I don't even have sons your age that you can get married. I don't have anything to give you. But still, she said, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go with you. So she made that choice, a deliberate choice, to leave everything behind. And she said, I'm going to go. This is where we see chapter 2. When she went there, she's making a choice that day to get up and go and glean. Go to fields that are not familiar to her. New faces, new places that she would have to step in in order to provide for her mother-in-law and for herself. Mother-in-law is very depressed. Just lost her husband and lost both her sons. Ruth also lost her husband, a young widow. 
But she refused to stay in that state of misery. And she said, I'm going to be a blessing. God is speaking to your heart today. No matter what happens, refuse to stay in a state of misery. And tell yourself, I'm going to make the choice to become a blessing. I'm not going to live in the misery that has been caused by the devil. You know, I spoke about this last week, I believe. God doesn't cause misery. God doesn't cause disasters. People make the choice. But when the enemy does something, even when people disobey, when they go outside the will of God, they are outside the protection of God and anything can happen. But the evil that comes to people, we have a choice whether we are going to stay in that state or shake that off of ourselves and move forward. Ruth was somebody in the midst of a misery, in the midst of hopelessness. She said, I'm going to do something about the situation, what it is. Whatever is happening outside, I don't know anything out here. This is all new territory, new field, and new faces, new people. I don't know any of them, but I'm going to trust God and I'm going to step out. She trusted God and she's stepping out. But she's not doing her own thing here. She goes to her mother-in-law and she's asking, seeking for her blessing before she leaves. She's seeking for her guidance before she leaves. She says, okay, I feel led to go, but I want to talk to my mother-in-law and I need to make sure that I can go. Humility is very important. She was not independent. She didn't say, okay, she's a depressed woman and, you know, I don't want to be sitting here, I don't want to talk to her, and if I tell her, you know, she may not tell me to go, and let me just sneakily go out, and she was not like that. Let me just do my own thing. She was not like that. But, in spite of all that was happening, she went to her mother-in-law, and she said, please let me go to the field, and glean heads of grain after him, in in whose sight I may find favor. That means I don't even know which field I'm going to go. It depends on someone else's mercy. If someone shows me mercy when they are reaping and they let me glean from whatever is on the floor, on the ground, I will take that. She didn't even know which field she was going to go to. But she had this plan in her mind that I'm going to go and glean and I will find a favor somewhere. God is speaking to our hearts today. Faith is very important. If we want to be blessed by the Lord, if we want to thrive in the midst of adversity, always look out for a way out. In the midst of everything, in the midst of whatever happens, tell yourself, there is a way out of this. God will make a way. Even though it's a a new place, an unfamiliar place with new faces, they can all look at it and say, Moabite. What are you doing here? They can all say, what is she doing here? Why did Naomi go and marry this Moabite woman? And look what has happened. 
All these negative things can happen, but she did not let anyone's words or even the thought that people would say something stop her from gleaning what she had to glean in order for herself and for her mother-in-law's needs to be met. God is speaking to her hearts today. Never live your life for another person. Never live to please someone. Never live to please another human being because you will lose yourself in the process. If a life just revolves around someone else, so to speak, that means what will he think, what will she think, what will they think, then you're never going to live your life the way God has meant you to be. You lose your joy, you lose your peace, you lose everything because every time it's going to be they're looking at me this way or they're thinking this way or they're probably talking this way or, or you know, something that happened or somebody did something or they didn't even do something. They were probably looking at something else. The devil may make it think like, oh, they're looking at me and they're probably thinking and looking, so they're staring at me. These are all very demonic things, we have to understand. Or you did this and, oh, you probably didn't do enough. It happens all the time in many places where people... After working hard, come bitter. You know why? Because somebody didn't appreciate them. Why? For that you have to become bitter? You have to lose your peace? How are you going to live? And they end up having their health affected, everything affected, their family affected, because they carry that to their spouse, carry that to their mother, carry that to their neighbor, carry that everywhere. God is speaking to our hearts today. Be like Ruth. Don't live in order to conform to someone else's standard. We need God's standard. We need God to speak to us. See how for her, for Ruth, what matter here was my mother-in-law. I need to ask her. That's the right order. I need to go and talk to her. I can't say that, well, you know, I don't care what she thinks. I'm not here to please her. And so just, I'm going to just walk away. No, there's a divine order God puts over here. God's family. There's a divine order. There is a mother-in-law. Someone who is above her that has been placed by God. She went and she asked her. Because that was the woman who told her about God. That's where Ruth's faith comes from. She goes to her and she's asking, she said, please let me go. Ruth was a woman of faith. She had faith that somewhere I will find favor. There are some people who be negative all the time. I don't think anybody will give me anything anywhere. When I go, everybody's going to say no. Now, you already spoke it over your life and don't expect anybody to give you anything or open the door for anything. Satan will bring negative things in your mind so that you speak it out and it becomes a reality and... He's happy. He doesn't even have to do anything. It's important that we speak words of faith because we have faith in God. Because we know God gives favor. God will give favor no matter where I go. Somewhere God will give me favor. So I'm going to try every avenue that's out there. Someone will favor me. It's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. In the midst of difficult situations, in the midst of 
unknown circumstances, God will give favor if you look for favor. If you expect that, God will give me favor. It may not happen in the first field, it may not happen in the second field, but you know what? It will happen. If you expect that somehow God will give me favor, then your hope shall not be cut off because you're hoping in God Almighty. From Him comes favor. Praise be to God. So, with this faith, Naomi, um, Ruth, goes to Naomi, not with arrogance, but with humility. She says, please, let me go. Naomi blesses her. Go, my daughter. So she's going with Naomi's blessing now. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. So she went to some fields and she gleaned after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. As she's going from one field to another, she's coming to the field that belonged to Boaz. Now, the owners of the other fields are unknown here. God is not mentioning their names over here at all. But Boaz's name is mentioned here. Because he was a man of God, a man of compassion, a man that God would use in Ruth's life. Out of all the fields that she went to, just like how she expected, in this particular field, God gives favor to her through Boaz was the owner of that field. So, she comes here and she is coming to Boaz's field and she is gleaning there. Now, Boaz comes from Bethlehem and he is talking to the reapers there and she's, he's finding out, who is this person, this new person that I'm seeing here? Who is she? And the servants over here, they are giving Boaz the answer, saying that, oh, this woman, she's a Moabite woman, and uh, she's a widow, and she came with Naomi, and uh, she comes here to glean some grain. So they're telling her, this is what is happening. They're telling Boaz, this is what is happening. So she's coming, and from morning till now, she's been working. She's a very hard worker. And only for a short time she rested, but she's been working. She's minding her business. She came to do the work, and she's working. She's a virtuous woman. She's not somebody who says, okay, let me see which guy, you know, I can try to trip and how I can, you know, get his attention and somehow marry somebody. And no, she was not like that. There are people who use human tactics and try to see how I can work things out and how I can trick people and how I can somehow get into somebody's family and how I can somehow get some money. Ruth was not like that. Ruth's goal was to go and get grain and come back home. And in order to get that grain, God has to give favor. She was a goal-oriented woman. Her mind was not scattered at all. 
And she went and she was doing this and she was faithfully taking it home to her mother-in-law. Whatever you do in private, your hard work, your toil, your labor, God notices everything. Others may not see. Sometimes others may see and and not acknowledge. But God notices everything. We want God to notice that. And whomever God moves and gives favor, for them to notice that. That's God's job, not our job. We don't go try do things in order to win somebody's favor and try to befriend people and try to use our street smarts and try to somehow climb up the ladder. That's not going to be a blessing. But when we do what we should do, be humble and really be honest and do what God wants us to do, then God who sees us in secret will reward us openly. Her goal was to somehow get what they needed in order to help Naomi sustain her and sustain herself. God didn't let her continue like that. You may be doing something. It may appear like a menial job, menial task. God won't let you continue to keep doing the menial job, menial task. You may not even have your own stuff. You may be using other people's stuff. You may be going to other fields and you may be gleaning and you don't even have your own stuff. It's not even like somebody employed called and said, okay, I'll give you a job. No, she didn't even, she was not one among the reapers, no. Reapers, they had their job, they knew their fields, but Ruth was not like that. Ruth was at the mercy of people. Today if I go there and if they let me take whatever is on the ground, I get it. If they don't, then I have to go to the next field. But she knew, God will somehow give me what I need for my mother-in-law and for myself faith. A virtuous woman and a woman full of faith. And so, you see here, she came, the saying, and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. So she was not somebody who leaned a little bit and said, well, I don't want to work and then talk with everybody and, and you know, socialize and see, let me ha- catch friends and and try to, you know, you know, uh, look cute and behave cute and try to see how I can get favors here and there. No. She was not like that. She came and she worked and she worked and she worked and she worked and she worked. She got, a t- she got tired and she rested a little and then she worked again. God saw her integrity. And now he's sending Boaz. When you are faithful to God in what God has given, the little, God will see your integrity. God will see your faithfulness. And God will not leave you in the same place. God will not. Guaranteed. He will never leave you in the same spot. Saying that, well, you're gleaning good, glean for another ten more years. No. God saw her. And God sent the right person. So this is what happened when she went to Boaz's field. Nobody else took notice of her. 
No other owner asked about Ruth. Only Boaz. Because God moved Boaz's heart. God gave favor through Boaz. Now Boaz says, you don't have to go to any other field. You can come here and you can do it. So she doesn't have to go to this field, take a little, and go to that field, take a little, and go somewhere else, and you know, a lot of going all over. Now she can go straight to one field and work. She's not employed. So she has to go and glean, take whatever is left over. But she has the favor of God here now. That you can just come here, you can just take what you want, whatever is left over, and you can go. And he is telling her, you can come here and I'll make sure that nobody bothers you. This is the favor that comes from God. He's moving Boaz to give her what she needs. Right now she needs grain. You can come and gather whatever you need. God will give it to you. When you have faith in the faithfulness of God, even it may be a small thing, a gleaning thing. Don't think that, oh, it's a gleaning thing, it's a small thing. Why should I, you know, take that and why should I do that? Whatever is given into your hands, do it with all your might. Putting God first. Having faith in Him. When we have faith in Him, we're going to put Him first. Like Ruth did. Giving her best. Before God Almighty. And what is God doing here? He's raising up Boaz. Telling her that you don't have to do what you did before. You can just come straight over here and you can glean from here. So now there's a little promotion, so to speak. Because the favor of the Lord, she doesn't have to go everywhere. She can come straight to Boaz's field and take what is there and go home. And she also has the protection that nobody is going to bother her. Now Boaz over here, let's go... Let's read verse 9. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So he's telling her, you can take what is there and you can drink from here. God's favor. Someone who is caring. He's not saying, well, she's a Moabite woman. Don't give her anything. She's a foreigner. No. There's a compassionate man of God, moved by God, placed by God there, just for Ruth. That's what God will do for you. When you follow God Almighty and faith in Him, and give your best to God, God will send the right people at the right time and place them in the right places just for you. Just for you. God will move the hearts of kings just for you. That's what our God will do and that is who our God is. So never think that oh, it's just some little gleaning stuff. No. Whatever it is, whatever little thing it is, and God moves your heart to do that, do it. And God will give the increase through that. So, she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner? She's feeling this gratitude. I'm a foreigner. I don't belong here with the people. Why will you show favor? It's because God moved Boaz's heart. And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been 
fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Who took notice? God took notice. Whatever she did for her mother-in-law in secret, God took notice. Whatever you do for whomever that God has placed in your life, God will take notice of that. And God will reward you. God took notice of that. And God is moving the people to come tell Boaz of how she had sacrificed her life. All the things that she did for Naomi. And how she left everything and how she came. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. So you've left everything and you've come to the real God, the God of Israel. And you've taken Him to be your refuge. The Lord will fully repay you. God will repay you. Whatever you left behind, God will compensate all those things that were gone with something far greater. That's what God will do for His people. When we take a stand for the Lord and we take a stand for His truth and when we say, Lord, I'm going to put you first, whatever we lose, God will compensate that with something far greater. Something far greater. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. She knew where she came from. She understood who she was. She didn't try to manipulate her way in, saying that, oh, he's speaking nicely to me. Let me take advantage of this. No. She understood who she was. And she knew that what she is getting or receiving at this hour is the grace of God. That she is not like one of his hired servants that he should be concerned about. She's just someone who came from somewhere. And he could have just gone. Who cares? You know, she's not my paid servant here that I should worry about. She's noticing that. I'm somebody who's coming and just taking what's left over. But he is showing so much mercy. And he's saying that you can drink from here. You can take from here. Nobody's going to bother you. You can feel safe when you come here. Nabobah said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in this in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. Also, let grain from the abundance fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it up and went into the city and her mother-in-law. 
saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. Now, she ate and she took some food for her mother-in-law. And then she took what was left for her, which was the grain. And she's going back to her mother-in-law and she's giving what she ate and she saved some for her. And she's telling her the story of what happened to her. Now, when you look at all these things, you see a heart of love that she could have just not told her anything that happened. She could have just ate everything and not saved some for her mother-in-law. But she was a woman of integrity. In the back of her mind was her mother-in-law all the time. Not out of fear, but out of love. Out of choice, she left everything and she came here. This is how our relationship with God has to be. By choice. Because we love Him. Because of how good He is. Because of what He has done to us. We leave everything behind and we follow Him. And whatever we leave behind, He will compensate that with much more. That's who our God is and that's how faithful He is. So now, He is telling, Boaz is telling his reapers, just on purpose let the grain fall. And let her come and get the grain from the good portion where you are actually reaping. And let her take whatever she wants. Don't scold her when she takes from those places because I'm giving permission. Let her take it. Favor. Divine favor. When the divine favor of God comes from God, God will move the hearts of the people to release to us what we need. Our God is a miracle-working God. He knows our physical needs. He knows our emotional needs. He knows our mental needs. He knows our financial needs. He knows every one of our needs. We need to be like Ruth. Be people of faith. No matter what we see. No matter how it may look on the outside. No matter who makes a face and who shuts the door right to our face. We should not be moved by that. We should have this faith that God will give favor somewhere. Some door will open. It's important to have faith in the faithfulness of God Almighty. Ruth had faith and according to her faith, everything played out. See, if she was a woman of fear, that she wouldn't have behaved the way she behaved. When people have fear, fear of their future, fear of, you know, job insecurity, or fear of financial insecurity, it opens the door to sin. Because that's when they do things that they should not do. That's when they try to manipulate their way, and that's when they try to do things here, and try things there, in crooked ways. Out of fear, they lie over here, they cheat over there, they give false resumes and, and they try to do things that are not true, of truth. But when you have faith in God, your conscience is clear. You do that which is right before God and you know that God will make a way. Through the mountain, God will make a way. Through the valley, God will make a way. Through the desert, God will make a way. Through the river, God will make a way. And you expect that way to open up. 
See, if I don't expect God to open the way and say, well, I'm going to be sincere, I'm going to be faithful, I'm not going to do anything wrong, but I don't think anything is going to open up for me, then it's not going to open up for me. It's important for us to have that faith and believe that God will open something. God will give favor through someone. God will move my papers somewhere, somehow he will do it. God will speak to the kings for me. Somehow he will do it. Even if everything looks like it's closed, God will do it. Even if everyone looks at me so strange, that's okay. God will show my integrity. God will show my faithfulness to whomever is needed in order to get what I need to receive from the hands of the Almighty God through an avenue. Ruth had God's favor. She believed for that favor. She expected that favor. And she acted on that faith and she went out to the fields expecting the favor of God to come. God is speaking to our hearts today. We need to believe God for His favor, divine favor. We need to expect divine favor from the hands of the Almighty God. And we need to show our faith by doing things that shows that we're expecting God to move. Not just lock ourselves and say that, well, this is how it's going to be. If he gives, he gives. If he doesn't give, he doesn't give. And so if I have, I have. If I don't have, I don't have. And, and not have faith. It's important to really push ourselves and believe God for the impossible. Because only when we believe, we shall see the glory of God. I'm going to close here for tonight as the Holy Spirit wants me to. God can speak to the kings. God can speak to the rulers. God can speak to authorities. God can speak to your your spouse. God can speak to your co-worker. God can speak to your manager. God can speak to your hiring agent. God can speak to your boss. God can speak to a committee. God can speak to anything anyone, anytime, anywhere. God can perform wonders beyond measure. So we should not limit God Almighty. Look at the faith of this Moabite woman. She had faith and she told Naomi, where I find favor, there I will get what I need. So she believed that she will find favor and she believed that she will get what she needed. We need to be like that. We need to believe that God will move our mountains. We need to believe that God will do something for us. And we need to expect that something to happen. If we don't, then we're not going to see what God can do because we're limiting God at that point. We're telling that, well, I don't know if this is going to happen. Now, let me tell you, when we think that way, we are actually blocking the door that can open by faith. We're telling God that, well, I don't know if you're going to do it or not. I don't think you can do it or maybe you can do it. Maybe you're not going to do it for me. Maybe you're doing it for all other people. Not for Why? Why not? Why? If God is doing it for other people, why can't he do it for you? Why is it not happening? There has to be something. We need to exercise our faith and tell the Lord, Lord, In the middle of the desert, you provided manna for your people. 
You're the same yesterday, today and forever. Therefore, I'm expecting my daily bread from your hands today. Therefore, I'm expecting your living water from your hands today. Whatever need you have, you can take it to God in prayer. You can believe God for the impossible. And you can expect God to do the impossible. And you should act on what you are believing God for. So that your behavior reflects your faith that you proclaim to have deeper than you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. Justified by the just one on the cross. The just shall live by faith. Justified by the just one on the cross. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. You have given me the faith of Jesus Christ. And in him you've made me more than a conqueror. In his name, I shall overcome all my enemies. Through him, I have the victory. We walk by faith and not by sight. What a journey. Oh, what a journey it is. All the way to glory. Oh, what a journey it is. What a journey. Oh, what a journey it is. All the way to glory. Oh, what a journey it is. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. God is on the throne. And He remembers His own. Just like He remembered Hannah, He remembers you. Just like He remembered Hezekiah, He remembers you. Hallelujah. God remembers you. He sees you. When you're by yourself, He sees you. He knows all the thoughts that are running in your head. Mile a minute. He sees all of those. He sees all of those. He knows you're sitting down and He knows you're rising up. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, I remember you. I've not forgotten you. I've not forgotten you. I've not forgotten you. I've not forgotten you. God remembers His own. God remembers His own. God remembers His own. We shall not be forsaken. We shall not be forsaken. God remembers His own. 
as God remembered Ruth, who left everything and came to Israel and came under the wings of the God of Israel, the real, true, living God. God took care of everything. God took care of her life. God took care of her future. God not only took care of her physical needs, where her mother-in-law and Ruth both were fed, but God also took care of her emotional needs. God took care of every need that she had. Above everything, to the one who left everything and came under the wings of the Almighty God. God gave her not only a house, a family on earth, but gave her an eternal home and gave her a name, not only the family of God. Her name is not only in the book of all books, God's word, but dedicated a book of the Bible with her name on it, a Moabite woman. A Moabite woman. God is never partial. Whoever comes to Him, whoever puts the faith in Him, He says, you shall not be forgotten. You shall not be forsaken. I'm going to give you a brand new beginning. That's what he did for Ruth. God gave Ruth a brand new beginning when she came to the God of Israel. All the old was gone, erased. Her widowhood was forgotten. Her past was forgotten. God replaced it. God replaced it with new memories, with a new family, with God's family. Not with somebody who was backslidden, but a man of God, a real man of God. And through her, King David came. Through her line, the Messiah came. What a privilege. God can bless you the same way. When you come under the wings of the Almighty God, God will do something new in your life. When you exercise your faith and you tell God, Lord, my past is broken. My life is broken. Everything is broken. All I see up to now is brokenness. But I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to take steps of faith. And I'm going to believe that you will give me favor. I'm going to believe that you will lead me to the right place. I believe that you're going to do good for me, Lord. And I place my faith in you. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to act out of fear. But I'm going to have faith. And as you bless Ruth, I believe that you will bless me. Wherever you are, just open your mouth and tell God that. Lord, I'm never going to act out of fear. I'm going to act out of faith. No matter what I see in front of me, 
I choose to put my trust in you, Jesus. No matter how dark it may appear, no matter how hopeless my situation may be in real life, I choose to look beyond what is going on in my life with the eyes of faith. I'm going to inherit what you have for me. God came to Abraham when Abraham and Sarah didn't have a child for a long time. They were barren. They didn't have a child. At that time, God came to Abraham and he said, Look, look, look at the stars of the sky. Look at the sand of the shore. Look at it. Look at it. Look really intently. Really look and see how many are there. This is how I'm going to bless your descendants. When he had nothing in front of him, God spoke to him. And Abraham believed God. God fulfilled what he spoke to Abraham. The very same God that came to Abraham is coming to you tonight. In the midst of opposition, in the midst of emptiness, in the midst of hopelessness, in the midst of darkness, the God of Abraham is standing by your side as your own God. And he's asking you this question. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? Can I give you a brand new start? Do you think I can give you a brand new start? Do you think that I can make all things new? Do you think I can heal your brokenness? Do you think I can give you more than what you expect? You're just coming to glean, but I'm going to do something far greater. You're faithful in gleaning and look what I'm going to do. Commit yourself to be faithful to God. Commit yourself wholeheartedly to God. He's the living God. Your destiny can change. If you believe in Him, and tell Him, Lord, I just give myself over to You. Just change my future. Change my life. Make me useful like how You did with Ruth. Thank You, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Father, this month of December, I want to meditate more on your word. I'm going to prepare myself so that you can do what you did for Ruth in the days to come and in the new year. So that I can be like how Ruth wished to know me, to be faithful, Lord, to you. To consult you in everything, not to be independent. Not do my own thing, but to really consult as Ruth consulted with Naomi. And to leave with her blessing. And to come back with blessing. To leave with faith. And to come back seeing that faith materialize. Thank you, Jesus. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Thank you, Jesus. Unto him be glory in the church, both now and forever. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. 
Thank you for what you have spoken to us. We refuse to go by what we see. Because we know that what we see with our spiritual eyes is what you want to give to us and that's what we want. We don't want to look at our mountains and we don't want to look at our valleys and we don't want to look at our dry bones. We know it's all there. But we look at the God who is able to resurrect those dry bones. And we see with the eyes of faith these dry bones come to life. We see the Red Sea part. We see the mountains come crumbling down. We see God part the mountains and make a way. Through the eyes of faith, we will overcome every obstacle by placing our faith in the faithfulness of the Almighty God. Refusing to sit and do nothing about what you want to do in our lives. May that not be of us. Help us to be people who move by faith. Help us to be people who step back and wait because of faith. Help us to be people who consult with you before doing anything. Let there be no impulsivity, Lord. No hastiness. But be patient. Once we know it, you will. Once you've said go, not to sit and wait because of unbelief. Father, I pray that you break every cycle of unbelief in the name of Jesus. So many miracles you have done, O Lord, and many more you want to do. In all our brokenness and all our emptiness, you alone know. We pray, Father, that your people may rise up by faith and do what Ruth did. To consult with you, to be led by you, to be clothed with humility, to have that faith in our strength, not to let anything keep them from moving forward. Even when everything looks dark and scary, may we forever cling to you and have that confidence that can never be shaken as you spoke to us yesterday during our Sunday service. That we may be bold as the lion and overcome every obstacle, every challenge in our lives, O Lord through the power of God working in us. I pray that our prison may become the elevator for us to step into the palace that you have for us. That for every single child of God who is here, who has placed their faith in you, through all the challenges that they've gone through and they're going through, O oh Lord, I pray, those prisons, may become the elevator for them to step into the palace that you have for them. So I pray may they exercise their faith, O Lord, and give you glory in the midst of tribulation and trials, O Lord, I pray. Be like Joseph. Be like Ruth. 
that the trial is temporary. And as we place our trust in the Lord God of heaven and earth, He'll give us something far better and far more glorious and eternal like you did for Ruth. We thank you, we praise you. And with this blessing, O Lord, as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, and according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people on this sixth day of December, 2021, that they may inherit that which you have for them, Father, that your people may step out to glean and then step into the inheritance that you have for them, that they may be faithful in what you've given, that they may be faithful in what little you are leading them into, that you may count them worthy to make them ruler, rulers over many things, O Lord. I thank you, I praise you. With this blessing, I bless them with, O Father, that each may be worthy to receive this blessing by placing their faith in the faithfulness of the Almighty God. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.